space. I am Kim Krall. I am reporting to you not live from my closet. Uh, I'm recording this video. I'm not sure if I'm going to put it up on YouTube, though. Like, I, I, it dawned on me that recording my video in here might be weird. Um, I cry some. I, I'm not worried about that too much because I'm a really pretty crier. Uh, I don't know if that's... Oh, my God. What is happening? I Adobe Flash is an annoying app. Okay. that uh, I'm a really pretty crier, so I'm not worried about... I'm an ugly eater, but a pretty crier. Ugly eater, pretty crier. I feel like... I don't know. Truthfully, I wish I could. I, I would rather be an ugly crier and a pretty eater. I, I had this boyfriend years ago. Guess we're off and running. Um, I had this boyfriend years ago that uh, that I went to meet his parents, right? Or yeah, his mom and dad. First of all, uh, we were like, I don't know, we were together like three months or something like that. And um, at the time, and he was like, uh, his parent, his mom and stepdad were coming in from, I'm Kim Crawl, by the way, I'm in my closet. I'm recording this. I understand that it looks like I'm being buried alive. I did not realize how tiny this crawl space, crawl space was until I hit record on the video. I've never like, like filmed myself in here. I'm like, wow, it looks, I'm also going to paint it this week. So I'm going to paint it. And I think I'm going to put like a crawl space sign up there. I'm pretty excited about it. Also recording it makes me realize, so you're, don't worry, I'll get to the ugly eating thing, but it makes me realize that uh, you are going to see how much I wipe my sweat stash. Dude, I have this sweat stash and it just won't. I don't know. My girlfriend gave me an, uh, something called dry sol. Uh, it's dermatologically prescribed. Jesus. Dermalo from her dermatologist uh, prescribed it. And so she got an extra one and it's because she has like extra sweat in her armpits. Right. And uh, she was like, yeah, put it on on your your sweat stash and then also your armpits. I do have, I'm just a sweaty broad, all right? I'm a sweaty, sweaty broad. And, uh, and so she was like, put that there. And she goes, it's going to burn a lot, but that means it's working. And she's not wrong. Like I put it on and the sweat stash and, and armpit sweat was virtually gone for, you know, like a week or two. And then I had to reapply it. But then another friend was like, that's really bad for you. Your sweat has to go somewhere. Where do you think it goes if it doesn't come out of your body? And then I was like, where does it go? So I haven't used it since. So I like, I don't know, where does it go? Does it go back? Like, it's like when you forget to, like when you don't have time to poop, like you got to poop really bad and then you can't poop and then like you lose it. You know what I mean? And then you're like, where does the poop go? Where does it go? It comes out later in a lot of horrifying ways. Okay. So I'm an ugly eater. I'm a pretty crier, ugly eater. And um, so I boyfriend years ago, we were... I've talked about him before. This is the accountant race car driver. Uh, he, his, his parents were coming in for the night or something like that. But we were like in that weird phase where it was like, I don't know. I, truthfully, I, I like to pretend that I understand timelines of relationships. I don't. I don't know if I told you guys about, oh man, we are off and running. I will tell you all about Jimmy the Dragon and his parents. Every time I meet parents, it's always weird. And I never know if it's normal. Because like, I don't have parents. My dad met two boyfriends in my life. Uh, my high school boyfriend, and he was like overly chummy with that guy. Like, like it freaked me. I mean, I guess maybe I, like I had a, you know, a sketchy childhood and I, you know, whatever. We've talked about that a billion times. But like, so I didn't know. I don't know what's normal or not. But I remember one time I woke up from a nap and I walked downstairs and my boyfriend had been calling nonstop. And I, I was just like, cool it, dude. You know, like whatever. But instead of cooling it, he came over. And then I walked downstairs and my dad, my boyfriend and our and my boyfriend's best friend are all watching hockey or something. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? And my boyfriend's like, I'm watching hockey with Tom. And I was like, you're watching hockey with who? He's like, with Tom. I'm like, who? He's like, your dad. I'm like, yeah, you got to go. So my dad met him and I think acted like a normal dad in that scenario. I mean, like, yeah, he offered him a beer and they watched hockey, but I think he was trying. Years later when my dad, oh, this is, we're right out of the gate creepy. Ready? Years later when he met my first love. Like the the guy I first fell in love with, um, he met him with my aunt Amy and uncle Steve. Uh, Adam was picking me up, at, and I'm sure Adam doesn't even uh, know. Like he probably didn't even realize this. Thank God. But like he came over to my aunt Amy and uncle Steve's house to pick me up. I was in Denver for the night, and we hadn't dated in years, but we still like you know loved each other or whatever at this point. Like we still had a thing, but we hadn't whatever. And, uh, he, but they knew what this man meant to me. Right. And that he was like my first love and like, whatever. 
And so he met my dad. Uh, my aunt, aunt Amy and Uncle Steve acted like parents. You know, they offered him a, you know, a drink and they asked him about himself for like what I imagine what regular parents do, right? My dad stood in the corner and acted like a jealous ex-husband. And then the next day was like, fuck that guy, fuck him. Like, and it was, I was like, whoa, dude, that's, but my dad had an inappropriate relationship with me and probably, you know, other stuff. But, uh, so like, I, that's, I know maybe at this point, well, what are we like 38 episodes in almost 40? You're probably used to me just like skating over really like sketchy shit about my childhood. Uh, that was one of the least sketchy things. My dad had creepy feelings for me. Um, that is not something I should keep laughing about. But I mean, believe me, I'm working through it massively in therapy and 12 steps. But uh, so like, I don't know what's normal with parents, right? Like I've met uh, my, I've met, obviously I've met a bunch of my friends' parents. Uh, my best friend, Mark uh, from Colorado, his parents are like the best people ever, right? And they're just so, they're like parents. I remember when I was home one time for Christmas, I, uh, I, um, I was still, I was still speaking to my dad, but I was also like not, he was, he was living in a one bedroom apartment and that's when he was, you know, and I, and I was like, I can't, I think I talked about that last week. And, uh, and so I, I was like kind of surfing around couches or whatever. And Mark, I mean, I would stay with Mark the whole time when I'd go to Denver, like, but he doesn't live in Denver. He lives outside of Denver. So it's always kind of a drive, but like I, I stayed, it was like Christmas night, I think. I don't know. It was like, it was Christmas night and it was snowing and they, and Mark's parents live like in the mountains of Colorado Springs. And we go in, we, I go there for dinner and it was just like fucking family, man. That is like, his parents were just, his dad was just like, just so cool. His dad, I remember was like, Kim, you're not an O'Donnell until you try some of my moonshine. And it's just so interesting because like that coming from my dad and coming from his dad are two very different things, right? Like coming from my dad, it's, you know, uh, you know, a bad drinker. Uh, coming from his dad is like, it's Christmas. I made moonshine. Let's have fun. I'm going to drink some water. Also, you're going to see what I look like when I drink water. I'm so, I don't know if I'll put this video up. I don't know. I also, <laughs> I'm way overthinking it. Uh, and then like the next morning, I had to get up early to go be somewhere like I somewhere with my, my dad or family or something. And so I got up early, not thinking like I thought I would get up early and like miss everybody. Right. And Mark's mom was awake and she had gotten up early and made me uh, to go coffee and to go little like breakfast. And her and his dad comes up. And I, I don't know if I, I even ever told Mark how much that like like I think I cried the whole way home um, or whole way back to Denver because like his dad woke up too and then like carried my suitcase out to my car. And I know that sounds really little. Uh, last time I was home, I asked one of my uncles to carry out my suitcase and they all called me helpless. And then they took me to the airport six hours early. I have not been back since. Um, but like, yeah, like I was just like, oh, it's like five flights of stairs. You're all like six, eight. Why can't I? And I'm a lady. Also, yeah, my cousin was like, you're literally one of the most helpless people I have ever met in my life. I'm like, I live alone in one of the hardest cities to live alone in and have for 20 years. Like, what? I don't know. What Projection, projection. But, uh, but like his dad took out the suitcase and I was like, oh, no, I got. And he was like, you're not going to carry your suitcase out in the fucking snow. And then they hugged me and they told me they loved me and that I was welcome back anytime. It was just so like I've met a lot of parents over the years and and parents tend to like me. I'm I mean, I'm I, I'm told I'm kind of likable, but I also I don't know. I don't think I ha I don't I. I liked my, I, I don't know. I I'll ask them questions and I'll share and it's not weird for me. I think it's like a, I don't have that layer of like uncomfortableness with parents. Cause I didn't, I don't really have traditional parents. And also I really liked my grandparents too. Like I liked spending time with them and like asking them questions about themselves. So I may, I don't know. Parents always really like me. And so I, but the, the two boyfriends, parents, like serious boyfriends, parents that I met. So one was Rob, the, uh, so we're like, that's where we started the ugly eater. Right. And you know what, this actually, it's, it's a funny story, but it's also like, as I'm going through my, like, you know, recovery in life and like looking through, like looking at the past and examining it and, you know, like seeing my part and seeing resentments and letting them go. Like Rob had a lot of awesome characteristics and a lot of awesome, cool stuff that like, yeah, he was like overall not a great boyfriend, but there was a lot of like stuff in there that I like, I hope one day I'll have in a part that I want in a, my future partner. Right. And knowing me this way, like he did at this dinner, that is something in the future I really want. So 
uh, it was like three months in, I was working at Big Wang's. So I was working at Big Wang's. Um, and and uh, his parents were coming into town, right, that night. And I, it was like, what, it was the weird, I mean, to me, it's like the weird, do I, is it too early to meet your parents? Are we, are we serious like that? Like, I don't know. Is it too early to meet your parents at three months? I don't know. May I, answer that question. I've, every time I've met parents, it's been pretty much out of the gate. So I, I don't know. And it's always, I don't know, a nightmare. I, I, I don't know. But so I, I like, I was treading lightly, I guess. Like if I was, if I was, um, I'm all in my head if I'm like sweaty or snotty, cause I also have like the the COVID snot is still around. We'll update you on that. Don't worry. Um, so I, uh, yeah, so I wasn't, we weren't, I wasn't sure if I was going to meet his parents. And so he was like mentioning it and it was just like, uh, you know, you're like, okay, well, what do you, what does that mean? Or what are you guys going to do tonight? And I assumed if he wanted me to meet his parents, um, he would go, oh, I would love for you to go to dinner with us or something, right? Like something like that. But instead he's like, okay, well, my mom, we're all going to go to dinner so I'll just call you afterwards, which got the hint. Cool. Doesn't want me to meet the parents. Right. So I go to work. I, it's one of those big wangs days that you uh, don't shower because there was a lot of those days of the big wangs days where you just rolled out of bed and went to work. And then halfway through the day, Rob texts me and he goes, I really want you to meet my parents. Um, can you, can you be at uh, what El Compadre? It's like a Mexican restaurant on sunset. He's like, can you be there at 630? I was like, Rob, I get off at six, which means I won't be done till like 6.15. I got to go home. I got to change. I, like, you should have told me this this morning. Like, I would have showered, which arguably, which he said, he goes, that shouldn't be something that you have to, like, you should have already showered. <laughs> when we broke up, we had like one last go around, right? You know, when you get back together for a little bit and to see if it's a good idea. And then it almost never is, right? But we were, we, uh, we, we were talking about showering and he goes, did I just like throw you in the shower every day? Cause like every day was like, a, cause what I, my favorite thing to do, cause he was always really freaked out about my, my dirty hippie thing. I, which I now shower all the time. I think, I think back then was more of like a trauma response and that I didn't believe I deserved to be clean. That sounds wild. But if you don't, if you're a person who's suffered with depression or you've been through trauma, like you want understand that once your self-worth raises, like it wasn't a conscious decision, uh, like, I don't know, like a year ago to just like really start taking care of myself. It just kind of gradually happened the more self-worth I got. Right. And that's, that's kind of vulnerable, I guess. But at the time, you know, when I was with Rob, I didn't have a lot of self self-worth and maybe Rob would have been a better boyfriend had I, you know, told him to fuck off more and said, I was just like, don't leave me. Uh, but my favorite thing to do in the morning is I would stretch and then under my breath go, should I shower today? And he behind me would be like, yes, yes. Why is this always a debate? Why are you always debate? Everybody showers every day. But now that I'm working in like 12 steps and I'm working with, you know, a lot of people who have, who struggle with self-worth as well, um, uh, that that's very common. Like I used to not eat dinner. We'll get back to the eating. Don't worry the the dinner with the parents, but I used to not eat dinner. And I used to think, I used to think, and not by that, I mean like not that long ago, like the beginning of the pandemic. I used to think like re like dinners for people who have kids or like a family or are in a relationship. Like, like, yeah, I'll eat like around nighttime, but you know, sometimes it's a lot of Taco Bell and it's a sh it's shameful. Sometimes it's like five scoops of peanut butter added with a scoop of jam. Cause I'm too lazy. Like, I mean, sometimes it's a full meal too, but most of the time it was like something that was just like, whatever, just to like make, and it was always around night. But then when I had a boyfriend or someone that like, that's when I would eat dinner. So I always thought like, unless you're in a relationship, you don't really eat dinner. And then I started to get some self-worth and started taking care of myself. I, I, um, I don't know where these voices have come from. I did a show yesterday, which I'll tell you about. I have so much to tell you. And I, I'm feeling really good. You guys, like I, um, I mean, my headaches are still here and I'm still pretty fatigued, but the breathing shit has like really gotten better. Like it's like maybe a couple of times a day I have a hard time breathing and I'm walking. So I'm just like, I feel fucking great. I'm so happy. Um, so we'll get to all that. What am I saying? Oh yeah. So, um, but, uh, now I eat dinner. Like I got, like I eat meals. Like I make like myself dinner wild, right? And if you, again, if you're like, I have a high self, oh yeah, the voices, I don't know where the voices are coming from. I did a show yesterday and a lot of them came out and I guess maybe that's just who I am now. Um, 
So we get to, okay. So I, I was just, he was just like, this shouldn't, this shouldn't be a thing that you are using to not meet my parents. You should have showered. And so I'm like, all right, well, can we make it seven? He's like, seven's fine. I'll just tell him we'll get there and we'll get a drink or whatever. And I'm like, okay. So then he texts me at like 6.30 and I'm, you know, you know, you're like fucking, you're trying to look cute. You don't want to smell like a chicken wing. You don't have time to shower. So you're taking like a whore's bath. And if you don't know what a whore's bath, you should know what a whore's bath is. It's, you know, 2021. Everyone knows what that is. You just, you know, you take a little wet wipe to all of the, the stinky, potentially stinky areas. They're not always stinky, but you know, your armpits and your butt and your vagina. Um, and then you brush your teeth and then you fluff your hair and you have, Head out the door. So he texts me at like 6.30 and he's like, we're about to order those. So that way food will just be here when you get here, which is so uncomfortable. Like, just like, dude, can I just meet your parents another time? Or could we have, I, I don't know. The communication was just, I look back at that. I'm like, God. So I show up late and Rob, like, well, he texts me. He's like, what would you like to eat? And I'm like, I don't know. Just pick something for me. He goes, okay, well, do you want to share something or do you want, are you, how hungry are you? And he knows me and, or knew me. And I, you know, I, I, eat like a bird sometimes. So he's like, do you want something big or do you want something little? Do you want to share whatever? And I was just like, whatever you want. I'm not really that hungry. So we can share something. So I get there and the food's there and I meet his parents and his sister. He, he's like twin sisters. I only met one twin. Um, and by the way, I found out later that they, they said to him, wow, we actually liked her. What dicks, right? They're like, we thought because she was a model and a comedian, she probably wouldn't have any substance, but she's like smart and nice. Just shitty. Don't judge people by what they, you know, I don't know. Um, like, yeah, most, most people hear what you do and they're like, oh, she's probably an idiot. And you're like, yeah. And I, I got really quiet. I didn't leave. I just was like, I, 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 I mean, we all get judged for our, the books of our, the books of our cover. We always, we all get judged for what we look like or what we do or whatever. So I don't know. I'm working. That's my next step right now is working to not judge others and just keep the focus on my shit. You know, that's, turns out that's hard. Um, so we get to, I get to dinner and the meal is there and it's a quesadilla and like, a, like, a and like, you know, rice and beans and all that stuff, but it's a quesadilla. So I sit down and I meet his parents. And they're very lovely. They're nice, by the way. Like uh, later when he told me that they that they were surprised they liked me, I feel like he could have left that information to himself. Like I didn't know I didn't need to know that his parents already figured out that I was going to be an idiot and they weren't going to like me. Right. Like they like also they were the parents that were like, you should be marrying a doctor. I don't know who. Funny thing is, is Robin ended up marrying somebody that I used to model with. So I don't know what she does now, but still. Um uh, uh, so there's a quesadilla. So I'm talking to the mom, right? And I, and I'm, I'm trying to listen and I'm like nodding and talking and I'm like trying to figure out how to eat this quesadilla. Like I go for my hands first and I'm like, don't use your hands. So then I stop my hands and then I go for the, not like the fork and knife. And then I'm like, the knife is too aggressive. And then I just put down the knife and the fork. And I didn't find out until later that Rob was like watching in horror. He goes, I ordered that specifically because I know how insecure you are about what you look like when you eat. So I tried to order something easy to eat. And he goes, and I'm just watching you first with your hands. And I'm like, no, don't use your hands. And then you pick up a knife. I'm like too aggressive to it. Like we're both having the same conversation. Meanwhile, his mom's like rambling about her horse or some shit. And then it ended up being okay. And then we went back to their house and the mom was just like, oh, come visit me and blah, blah, blah. And it was all wonderful. There is something that happened that like I think about all the time and I want to let go right now right now. So I, uh, I drove there and Rob lived within walking distance. So they all walked. And so I was like, Oh, my car's here. Do you guys want, uh, I'll just drive you back. And Rob was like, no, we, it's a nice night. We'll walk. We'll just meet you there. And I was like, okay, cool. So we go back, I drive back to his place and I find a parking spot and he lived in Hollywood. So it was like kind of rough to find parking. He had a garage, but his mom was parking, whatever, it doesn't matter. And so I parked like a couple of blocks away and I thought it would take them a long time to walk home. So I didn't want to just like wait outside at night in Hollywood, you know? So I was just like checking my phone and I guess I, I was there a really long time. I think about this all the time. I need to just let it go. No one in this scenario probably remembers this, but I'm like, man, idiot. Isn't it funny? Like the shit we hold on to that, like literally no one else thinks about. And also it does not matter. So right now, right here, I'm going to let this go. I, I, I feel a knock on the window or hear a knock on the window and I look up. And Rob is standing there and I open the door. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I thought you guys, I was just looking at my phone. 
And I turn and look up and his whole family is just standing across the street staring at me. So they'd been just watching me in my car, just like playing on my phone. God knows if I was laughing to myself. Who knows? I talk to myself all the time. So who knows? But the looks they were giving me was just like, what the fuck is she doing? Why isn't she going back to your apartment? And I, I mean, I ended up being fine, but I think about that all the time. So right here, right now, we'll let it go. Then the other time I met a boyfriend's parents, um, uh, another time I'm going to make this place a little bit more comfortable when I redo it after I paint it. Like maybe there will be a pillow. I think there'll be a pillow. Um, so I, uh, sometimes this thing goes, um, I, what am I saying? Oh yeah. The second time I met a boyfriend's parents, serious boyfriend's parents. Oh my God, you guys. I, uh, <laughs> it was Jimmy the dragon. Do you remember Jimmy the dragon from like episode two or three? He's the, the cokehead who, um, who left me for another girl on Super Bowl Sunday who owned a magic, the gathering shop. If you don't, it's a fun episode. He, it, wildest breakup I've ever been through. Uh, God, I wonder what that, I mean, I don't wonder as in look up the boyfriend, but just like, I hope that guy found his way. Just such a fucked up dude. You know, um, I met his parents. So his parents came to town. Oh man. His parents came to town. I'm going to say like two months in, and he was like, I'm going to pick him up from the airport. And then we're going to, and like J Jimmy and I were much more serious right away than Rob and I were like, Rob and I were serious, but Jimmy and I were like three weeks in, like, well, I'm going to marry you. We're both, we both had a lot of stuff we were going through. Like I know for me, I really didn't have any self-worth. I kind of hated myself and I'm pretty positive. I was actively trying to kill myself with drinking with Jimmy and partying right like not consciously but like so like I had my own shit and uh, and Jimmy Jimmy <sighs> um so like we were really serious like it was a codependent like we're gonna get married we don't know anything about each other I can't even tell you what that guy's middle name is right I can't tell you where he's from and I thought I was gonna marry him um and I'm positive he doesn't whatever it doesn't matter so I now I have I'm having a Dude, my body is just like some new shit keeps coming up. I did not think I would be talking about this. Every time I get in the closet, I have like a list of shit I'm going to talk about. Like, look at this for those of you who are watching. If I'm actually going to put this on YouTube, uh, I have a like a list of shit I want to talk about. And then the second I get in here, I see something and then off we're running. I guess that's that's part of his charm. Um so he was, you know, was like, oh, yeah, I want you to meet my parents, obviously. And so he picks them up from the airport and then. I meet his parents and they're, they're lovely. They're lovely. Like I feel so bad for these people. They're like, you know, like old farmy from the South, you know, religious, just like who, who thought it was funny to tell every server and bartender that we encountered that they voted for Donald Trump. And it was just, and, and James was, Jimmy was like, Mom, dad, people here don't think that's funny. And I couldn't tell if that, cause the dad was like smiling at me, like, like, ah, ah, not like I did and fuck everybody. I love Trump, but more like I made the joke. Ah, like, so I don't think they did. And I don't, I, I don't know, but it was just like, okay. So they were they're very, very, very sweet though. But the first night, okay. I don't know if the, like, I know now this is weird. I know now this is weird. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this. So the first night, so James lived in like a two bedroom apartment with some terrible dude um who uh, oh god this guy he he's a i don't know he's a comedian and maybe i, I don't know but I, I wasn't a big fan of his um i don't think he was a big fan of mine either so i doubt he's listening um but uh, i always have this big fear of people listening and i talk shit about them i wanted to talk about that this week too because like a few people have reached out like oh my god i love your new i love your podcast i've been listening on youtube or that's me subtly telling you i'm to listen on YouTube, actually listen anywhere you can. Um, but, uh, like, Oh, I found it on here and I'm, I love it. And a, a few of them, I'm like, fuck, I think I talked about you in a couple of episodes. And if I did, and if it's not something like, this is what I learned a long time ago. And I read it in an actual, uh, a comedian's book. Amber Tozer wrote a book called, uh, sober stick figure, really good book. I, she used to come to, I used to run this, uh, open mic called mouthy pants in the Valley. And she used to come to that a lot. My partner, Whitney was friends with her. I never really, we never, I, I don't, I don't know if it was, I mean, we were, she was further along in her career and I was, you know, the party girl that ran mouthy pants. So we were just very, I'm sure we'd get along now, but I read it. It was so good. Um, and in it, she, she was talking about her struggle 
with talking about her family and how she was worried that her family was going to listen and, you know, or read it and what they were going to think. And, um, and then she said that, and she, I don't remember where she got it from, but I got it from her. She got it from someone. It's, it's an old saying. It's just like, there are three sides to every story, my side, your side, and the truth. So like my side of all, so I, like, I want to address that because yeah, I, I, you know, my neighbors want to listen to this podcast now. And I'm like, I kind of think I made fun of you for a while. And which also one could argue that perhaps I shouldn't make fun of people on my podcast, but I don't think I make fun of people like meanly, you know, I told her what I said and she laughed and was like, Oh, that's funny. Like, so she wasn't like, but then I'm like, did I go further into it? Cause I, sometimes I get into these tangents and I black out and I don't remember what I talked about. Um, so, uh, oh, I'm going to try and do this. Okay. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, so I meet Jimmy's. Oh yeah. I was worried about his roommate. His roommate's a tool. I don't care if that guy hates me. Uh, but he, um, uh, so he lived with his roommate and lived in a two bedroom apartment and his parents weren't going to get a hotel. They were going to stay with him and I live alone. So I was just like, well, why don't your parents just stay in your room and then you can stay at my place. I'll give you a key. And then, thank God he said no to this. That guy would have had a key to my place. Jesus Christ. Um, but I was like, you can stay with me and then just, like, come and go as you please. Like, don't like don't worry about, like, include. Like, you know, just come and go as you please, but just so your parents have their own space. And he goes, no. No, we're all going to stay in that room. You too. We got a big air mattress. I don't know if I told you guys this. It's so weird. He's like, I got a big air mattress. So you and I are going to stay in there with my parents. And I was like, I live like two miles away. I could probably just go home and then I'll just, he goes, no, no, we're all going to sleep in there. And I had a friend at the time who, uh, is no longer, uh, my friend, but she, but, but one of her most annoying yet, kind of lovely qualities as she con was convinced like just believed in love so much right and just like would spin everything as positive annoying but also kind of endearing stupid endearing um and there's other reasons where uh, if we get to it we'll talk about why we're not friends anymore I actually have her on my list today um but we're off and running already at 30 minutes and uh I'm not even looked at my list um so so I go to her and at this, at the time she was like my number one confidant. That's where I was in my life. God, she, I wish her the best. She's, she is a good soul. She's just not spiritually sound or where I'm at. And yeah, I, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, the gray, I do want to talk about that. Um, so I, I go to her cause she's my confidant at the time. And I'm like, James wants me to stay in his bedroom for the weekend with his parents on an air mattress and she goes I mean it seems a little weird but like if you guys get really serious you'll probably stay with them in a hotel and stuff you'll probably they'll end up being your in-laws so you might as well just like you know just do it if it makes him happy just do it which kind of is all right advice but no no and so I, I told him I was like I was like I don't know James I I know I'm not really I don't know much about parents because I don't you know, I don't have the conventional one. So I, I, this just doesn't feel normal to me. And he goes, Kimberly, my parents are used to women staying in my room with me. I've been engaged five times. You're probably wondering why I wasn't like, what? I mean, I was, I was like five times. He's like, yeah, five times. And I was so in my shit that it was just like, I guess that's reasonable. If someone tells you they've been engaged five times, that's a red flag. I'm sure most of you listening right now are like, yeah, yeah, that's a red flag. Me, at the time, I was painting every red flag. Like, this guy was covered in red flags, and I was just like, all of it's reasonable. That guy had, a, had an eight ball of Coke on him at all times openly and proudly, and I was like, reasonable. All of this is reasonable, right? And- the Magic the Gathering shop was like the least like weird thing about it or the least like that, that thing actually like, well, he's kind of a business owner, you know, you know what I mean? Like everything else. So engaged five times and he goes, so they're used to women being around. Like my parents want you, like they would be offended if you didn't spend the night. So weird. I'm so I was like, okay. So I like packed my little weekend bag and and I, when we got ready for bed, all four of us together, God, I can't believe we got ready, all four of us together. Uh, and the air mattress 
was a big air mattress. So it was as tall as his bed. And he pushed the bed and the air mattress together. So he pushed the air mattress and the bed together. And then it was like the four of us just slept on one big bed. I, can't, I still can't believe the level. Like, am I red right now? The level of no boundaries I had where it was just like, okay, just don't leave me. <laughs> and so we're sleeping in one big bed, me and my boyfriend's, my boyfriend and his parents. And his dad is snoring like a fucking banshee all night long. So I don't sleep at all. I just lay in there all night long. James is, you probably cracked the code that his real name is James. Uh, James is, has like wrapped his whole body around me. And it's just like, like, and he used to have like anxiety. I think he was bipolar. So when he was coming down off the Coke, it was like, ugh. he would like shake and like hum in my ear. So he was doing that all night. I still can't believe. I am so grateful for how far that guy, by the way, was my rock bottom. James, the cocaine, all of it was my rock bottom. I don't know if I've told, like, that was where it was like, when he left, it wasn't, yeah, it was really sad and heartbroken, but it was more like, I need to take a look at some things. Like, I blew through a lot of money in those three months we were together. I was doing so much cocaine. I don't do cocaine. I haven't done cocaine since. I don't, I just burped. I don't like cocaine, right? And so because of that, I like the next day wasn't like devastating. It was just like, oh, so James is my rock bottom for sure. And thank God. Otherwise, I wouldn't be at all where I am. I wouldn't have found ACA. I wouldn't have. Uh, I, I God, who knows? God, I think about that. I mean, thank God. Thank fucking God. Right. Um, so he's like humming in my ear, like mm, shaking. His dad's snoring like a banshee. His mom's sound asleep. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I wake up in the morning, like at some point, you know what I mean? You, you, you fall asleep. So I fall asleep. I wake up in the morning at 6 a.m. His dad is standing over me. Both mom and James are asleep. His dad is standing over me with a cup of coffee. And he's like, good morning, Kimberly. You told me you like creamer in your coffee, right? I hope I put enough. And I was just like, oh, thank, thank you so much. 6 a.m. No one else. Why did no one else get woken up? I, I could never, I'll never be able to answer that question for you. So I sat in bed drinking coffee while his dad just sort of meandered about the room and like picked up the suitcase and James is asleep. And then James woke up and then his mom woke up and then they had this like weird cuddle session, not like laying down cuddle, but we're saying, I love my mommy. And I was like, I think I got to go for a while. I got to go home to shower and they were like you can shower here and I was like yeah most of my stuff is finally the mom was like yeah James if like women like to get ready in their own room or their own home so she'll go home and she'll come back you would think I would just be like James I don't feel comfortable I'd like to just sleep in my own bed tonight but I was such a people pleaser and had no boundaries and thought truly I thought I was in the wrong for being weird about this until later like after we broke up I still after we broke up and I hit my bottom I, and like, I'm going to say six, eight months later, I told someone about that and they were like, what? And I was like, oh, so it was weird. Like he like convinced me that I was being the dickhead by being like, this is weird. And he was like, my parents love you. And I, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll stay again tonight. So then I, I took like six Benadryl or some shit to like make myself just knock out because the snoring and the humming, I wasn't going to, and then once again, like clockwork at 6am that dad woke me up and we had coffee together while he just like quietly meandered around the, the bedroom. It was so weird. They were really sweet people though. They were really, really sweet people. And then, and then, uh, when they left, Valentine's day was coming up and when they left, they knew how much I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So something uh, Buffy came up and the dad was like, I really want to tell her what her, her Valentine's day present is. And James was like, don't tell her dad. I want it to be a surprise. I'm not like, he was going to be in Kentucky with his parents on Valentine's day. So he was like, I'm going to mail it to her. I want her to be so excited and surprised. And I was like, does it have to do with Buffy? And they all were like, we're not going to tell. It definitely had to do with Buffy. And we broke up like four days later and I will never know. And he's not a person that you want to contact and be like, just out of curiosity, like what was the Buffy present? And do you still have it? And can I have it back? Um, but yeah, those are the two times I met parents, two times, uh, Rob's parents were normal. They just didn't think they'd like me. And then they ended up liking me. And then James' parents, uh, we slept in one big bed together. So fucking weird. Um, yeah, Jesus guys, are you guys watching the news right now? I'm, I'm late to, this is supposed to be, uh, released six minutes ago. I'm late to releasing it. Um, I tried to, 
I tried to record it last night, but I, I'm just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I'm trying to just really listen to my body and just like I, my body is, I've, I have long hauler, what they call, I'm a long hauler with COVID. Um, I have all the symptoms, which is really fun. Uh, that's sarcasm. Um, but it, truthfully it's, it's, it is, but it's also like, I, uh, I'm kind of, I'm weirdly grateful for it. Like I'm weirdly grateful for it. And I didn't start getting grateful for it until like two days ago. Um, I've been walking every morning. I started walking on the first and I walked, you know, my goal is to walk like a step further every day. And I walked the first and the second. And then the third, I couldn't get out of bed all day. And my head was pounding and I thought I was going to vomit all day and I couldn't breathe. And it was just really fucking terrible. And I was like, is this going to just be what happens? Because I was done with the antibiotics. I was done with the steroids, like the second round that I think I told you guys about it. I was taking again. And I was like, is this just what's going to happen? Like, I'm just not going to be okay. Like, so, but I, but it was just like, you know what? Just sleep then. If that's what you need to do, just fucking sleep. And so I did. I slept for like 15 hours and then I woke up on Monday and I walked further. And then yesterday I walked further. And then today I walked further. My head hurts still, but that is part of the long hauler. Um, the long haul COVID I, I'm, I was told by doctors and articles and you know, all that. If you have questions, I don't, a lot of people are having questions. Email me, email me. My email is K Y M K R A L S P A C E at gmail.com. Kim crawl space at gmail.com. I still haven't checked it yet. So maybe you all have been emailing me and I'm a dick, but Email me your questions. I, I know, like, I've been randomly getting questions. This is the, the fan favorite, fan favorite. Uh, I, a lot of my friends and people will message me and be like, hey, what's your blood type? And it turns out that they did a study that a person with a certain blood type is least likely to get COVID or also be a long hauler. I debunked that because I'm O positive and that was the, the blood type they said. But I've been getting, a lot of people have asked me about my blood type and, it, and I, I know that a lot of people are just trying to find answers. Um, LA is, you know, it's one in five people, I guess, have COVID now, which is fucking crazy to me. And there's still people that are just gathering and traveling. I know people that are still, like I have an old friend who we're just not, uh, COVID kind of took away the friendship. I wish her the best, but like she, uh, yeah, she hasn't stopped traveling or doing her life in 2020. And it's just like, girl, like, it's just hard to look at those people and not think they're completely selfish, right? And she is. So it, it tracks. But, um, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are having questions. So if you have any, go ahead and DM me. But uh, one of it is, you know, fatigue, headache, uh, a shortness of breath, and your smell and taste are fucked up for a while. And they are. Um, I can't really smell anything unless I like really smell something, right? Like not as bad as when I got first tested positive. Like when I first, when I tested positive, I, I could stick my head in the litter box or in a bottle of whiskey and I couldn't smell anything. I mean, nothing, like literally nothing. And now I don't smell anything unless I put my nose in it. And then I'm like, okay, I can smell that. And then my taste is a little off, but it's nothing crazy spicy food really fucks me up when before I wouldn't I really hope that comes back because I love spicy food um but I feel really good and like I'll go to uh, yeah I'll do my one I'm one lucky broad I'm one lucky broad I'm one lucky broad because I don't know the co I'm kind of grateful I got COVID there's that like it really sucked like it really sucked and I don't wish anybody to have it and I'm not saying go out and get it or like I'm not I'm not negating all the deaths or all the people that are struggling I'm not saying that I'm just saying like I learned a lot like there was like right before I got it I think I mean I I kept this one sort of close to the chest and I'm going to probably keep the details a little bit close like close to the chest still um maybe one day I'll share more uh but I had a man in my life that I had in my life for three years for all intents and purposes, he was my boyfriend and, um, I loved him. I loved him so much. And, um, he came and, you know, we had, we hadn't spoken in like a year or something like that. And, and it took me a really long time to get out over him. Um, and I didn't, and I don't know, uh, a few things have taken place the last couple of days that I just, I'm learning 
I can't change how people react to stuff, but I can look at how people react to things I say and go, okay, well, if someone comes to me and says that, I'm going to treat them like this because this is how I'd like to be treated. When when this man and I broke up, um, none of my friends asked me how I was. You know, nobody was like, it, there was no mourning period because it was such a inappropriate, irresponsible, toxic relationship um, that everybody in my life was like, thank God that's over. Now you can move on. And there was never the like the morning. I love this man deeply. And I still do. I always probably will. Um, he was there during the death of my dad and, and knew me really well. He's the raw bacon guy, by the way, if you remember from episode one, <laughs> the one I'll, I'll remind you, uh, one of the days we broke up, one of the days we broke up a lot. Uh, the, 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 the like final time um, we we're laying on my couch and this man knew everything about me, right? We knew everything about each other. Um, I don't know if every time, I wonder if I'm still videoing when my computer, see that's that, like, uh, don't worry, we're, we'll get back on track. Let's see. Oh, it is. That's exciting. Um, oh, wow. I, I don't look yeah, I look right. Um, I won't stare at the mirror. I don't have the video camera up to where I can see it because I know I'll watch myself the whole time and I'll get super self-conscious, 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 insecure. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're laying on the couch and, um, and you know, we're both very sad. It's the day that we're, it's over, right? We we knew that it was, you know, we, we were breaking up and it's very sad. And I, I go, uh, raw bacon. And he goes, what? And I go, raw bacon. I love raw bacon. I love eating raw bacon. And he goes, what? And I go, now you know everything about me. Now you know literally everything about me. The raw bacon thing, I've had to cut a nip in the bud. Not because of the whole like dangerous thing, bad for your gut. But like, I, I, I don't really think I should eat pork anymore. I feel like they're, they got the intelligent level of like a four-year-old. And I hang out with a four-year-old a lot. And I just, I don't feel right about it. Turkey bacon, not the same thing. Also, doesn't taste as good raw. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It doesn't though. Uh, so I was like, now you know everything about me. And then he goes, he goes, yeah, uh, my mom didn't tell me she loved me until I was like 22. And so I think that's why I have a hard time in relationships. And I was like, whoa, dude, you made it deep and dark. I was just trying to be funny. But like that guy ended, right? And all of my friends weren't you know, like, God, you must be so sad. How are you? It was just literally every, and, and it's not their fault. Like, I'm not like, when I say this, I, I, I'm, I'm never judging that, but I do look at like how I will respond to people in the future. Like sidebar, wasn't really going to talk about this, but uh, the other day someone had reached out to me that from my past and I told five friends, right. And the response was very interesting. Uh, a few of them, were a few of them out of the gate said some things that I wasn't super happy about and kind of mean uh, about me, like uh, a, a little bit of name calling, a little bit of like, no, don't do it like that. Like, what are you doing? Well, blah, 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 you're crazy like that. And then the other two go, how do you feel? Like, I didn't even tell these people I was going to reach back out. I wasn't even like, oh, I can't wait. I hope we get back together. I hope we get to like, I hope we jump back. In. I didn't see any of that. I was just like, oh, this is interesting. And half of the people went, Oh, duh, duh, you're stupid if you go like half of the no one just assumed I was just going to jump back in like like just it 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 infuriated me on a level that I am trying not to talk about it on crawl space because it, it just it, it infuriated me, especially since I've done so much work and they've been witness to the amount of work. And to think that I would just drop everything for some dude who didn't treat me very well, like it, just, it was insulting. And it was but then it also made me look at like the ones who asked me, how do you feel? What do you want to do? Okay. Like I have a couple of rules I live by in life and one of them, and I'll go, I, I thought about maybe having a whole episode about the rules. Uh, but one of the rules I live by is I don't answer questions. I'm not asked. So when a friend comes to me and they tell me this big, long thing that they're going through, unless that ends with what do you think I should do? Or some semblance of that. I keep my goddamn mouth shut. I go, wow, that's really tough. I'm sorry. Like a lot of times people just want to hear that. You know what I, and so I just, I, 
I learned, and the other day, I, and maybe I'm a little triggered by some other, like, because in my past, it is always just like, it's just like automatically assuming I don't know what's best for me is really fucking annoying, especially after all of the work I've done. Um, but so, so with this man a couple of years ago, none of my, and you know, they probably were just happy to see that. And like, I know that it's not personal, like, especially like the other day with the the people I talked to, I know they weren't doing it because they don't like me or they think I'm an idiot or they like, it's personal. I know it's all out of love. I know that. And I know that my friends years ago when they, they didn't say, man, you must be really, you know, sad. It wasn't, it was more like, thank God our friend is out of this really toxic situation. But because of that, I didn't feel comfortable talking about it. And therefore I just, I buried it. I didn't have, you know, 12 step. I didn't have a therapist. I didn't have the friends that I could go to and say, I'm really fucking sad. And so I just buried it and I continued burying it. And then he came back. He came back like two weeks before I got COVID. And, uh, and it was so interesting. We hung out and I love him and I always will, but it was just like, it was, I don't know how to describe it. It was like my past version. Like it was like old Kim crawl hanging out with this guy, but like in the present tense, he hadn't changed at all. And I have changed in, you know, light years from the last time we saw each other, but I reverted back to who I was. And the next day I had this, you know, I mean, we drank a bunch too, but I had like an emotional hangover of just like, I don't think I can do this. And then I went out with a guy, the lunch dump guy, Um, and, and, you know, like hours after I had talked to this, you know, this man that I had loved so much that we were together for all intents and purposes for like three years and, um, intents and purposes. I never, I, I know what it is, but like, like people have made fun of it so much that every time I second guess it and I'm terrified of being the person that says it wrong. Like, you know how people say irregardless, like I'm terrified of looking like that person. Um, so we like, I, I was like emotionally hungover. And then, and then, uh, you know, I got lunch dumped by that guy and then I blocked the dude that, uh, and I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it with any explanation or anything like that. And I know that he knows me enough to know that the reason why I blocked him is because I, I couldn't face just, I, I, I don't think I'm strong enough. I don't know to say, but there's not really a conversation to have. You know, he left for two years and then when he, when he was done with whatever he was doing, he, I'm being really vague because this is a really personal thing, but, um, and I know I talk about a lot of shit that's personal, but I, he came back and just expected it to just be like, well, you want to fuck, you know, like, can we be back who we were? I still love you. And, and I was like, but I'm so different and you're treating me like I'm not, you're treating me like the woman I was years ago when I was so broken um, the woman who was doing, you know, Coke with Jimmy the Dragon and fucking the outpost bathroom in Hollywood. Yuck. Like, and I, I didn't know how I, 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 I still stand by. I just blocked him. And I was just like, I have to say goodbye to this. We already said goodbye. We've already said goodbye. And the thing is, this man and I have broken up so many times over the, la- over the, the course of that time. So many times we did the ignoring, the blocking, the breakup, the sad breakup, the one last day of just so much fun. And, you know, then we'll say goodbye. We've tried everything. And the only thing we haven't tried is just like change the rules. I blocked him on it with number everything. There's no way he'll, and he has boundaries, uh, a lot of them. So I know that he won't show up at my place or anything like that. He may wait a couple of years. Who knows? I doubt it, but a couple of years, who do I think I am? Um, my leg is up here, like right by my, and I, it's starting to, it's, it's comfortable, but it's starting to not be comfortable. And I'm starting to really get hot. I'm getting so sweaty, but that happened right before. And then the lunch dump guy. So all that, and like lunch dump guy happened. And I was really bummed out about that, which also in turn allowed me to just stuff the ex-boyfriend stuff. Like, Oh, I don't have to feel that again. And then I got COVID and none of it mattered. None of it mattered. And then I started to get better and then I got worse and then I got even worse and then I couldn't breathe. And then I was like, trying to go to the ER and like, and then it like made me really force stop, look at myself and be like, pause, dude, this is, you take on too much, you know, and you take on too much. And now I'm just like, 
boundaries, not answering texts if I don't want to. Like, it's just, I'm really grateful I got COVID. I never thought I'd say those words, but it forced me to stop. And I thought that the pandemic in general forced me to stop. And it did in a lot of ways. And it made me, you know, recommit to my, my ACA recovery and, and focusing on myself and finding self-worth and love. It made me do all those things, but it also didn't do it enough. I, you know, like I went back to bartending because I was afraid to say no. I was afraid I wouldn't be taken care of. And that version of me got me COVID, you know, like if I would have said like, who? I mean, I would have gotten COVID if I would have gotten COVID. I think it happened the way it was supposed to happen. And thank God, you know, but like, I, I, I gotta let that version go. The people pleaser. I'm terrified of when the bars reopen and they ask me if I want my job back. Um, first of all, I physically can't do it. So I got that in my corner that like, I'm like, oh, I can't stand for more than uh, an hour. Like I, I can walk three, th- today I walked 3,232 steps. No, 3,300. Oh, whatever. It doesn't, I'll post it. But it was the first time like, and then I'm, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to go lay down for like three hours. Like that's where we're at. You know, like, so I, I physically can't bartend, but I'm terrified because I'm such a people pleaser and I'm afraid of authority figures because of how I grew up and I'm so scared to tell them no, but because I got COVID, it shifted it where I have to, I have to say no to stuff. I have to take care of myself. I had to ask for help because there was no way I could do this thing on my own. If I tried to do this thing on my own, I would uh, have had to have spent thousands of dollars, um, not thousands, but hundreds of dollars. Well, now it's been about six weeks. Like I would have had to do all of my grocery shopping, uh, little like every little thing I needed from the store, I would have had to pay someone to go do. Um, my apartment would be covered in trash and poop because I, I've, you know, for until recently, I couldn't take out my trash. I, I, too, I don't have any you know, that fucked up my body, man. And so like, it forced me to ask for help. And, and, and now it's forcing me to listen to my body, something that I push and I don't do. And like, there's no option to not listen to my body right now. Like yesterday I was, I was doing a bunch of stuff. And then all of a sudden it was just like, I'm going to pass out. Like, it's not like, like before when you're like, Oh, I gotta get all this stuff and then I'll eat. It's like, my body will literally give out. And I'm still like, I'm healing still and recovering still. I'm not okay. Like I'm not better. I'm recovering and I'm turning a corner. But if I don't still take it easy and listen to my body, there's a very real chance something bad can happen. Like I said, I had a friend who, who had a friend who's uh has a heart uh, pacemaker in her body now because she didn't listen to her body. So it's just like, I'm one lucky broad that I was able to take this really awful, really scary thing and twist it and learn and grow so much from it. I'm just so fucking grateful. I feel so good today. God, I feel so good today. You ready for your poop scoop? Poop scoop booty. I don't know. I'm going to come up with a better song. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I always say that, but I don't think about the song until I get in here and it's time. Both of my legs are numb, by the way. Both of them. Um, Wow, my feet are cold. Um, So, okay. Bear with me. Hear me out with this poop scoop. Years ago, I asked my buddy Alex if he had this, and then I tried to write a joke about it, and then I did some act-outs. Okay, so have you ever, all right, have you ever taken, you know when you're taking a really hard poop, you know when it like hurts a lot, and it's like not coming out, and it's just really, it's just a hard poop, right? It's just hard to get out. What I do, and I asked him, and he goes, no, I don't think anyone in the history of the world does that. No one ever. Like, what I do is I pretend that I am a, a spy who has been caught by her partner, and I'm on a rooftop. Like, I really get into it, you know what I mean? Like I, and, and, and that my partner shot me. So then I'm like, oh. And I do like the grunting, but then I like have this big speech to my mool. And I, does no one else do that? Sometimes I also pretend I'm Faith on Buffy the Vampire Slayer when Buffy stabs her. And then I do that whole monologue where she's like, should have been there, be quite a ride. And while you're making that noise, you're pushing out, but you're also having a good time. I don't know if that's a good poop scoop or not, but that's what I do. You should try it. We all like, instead of like doubling over in pain and being like, why won't this poop come out? You should pretend that you got shot and then have a whole monologue, like dirty, hairy monologue or, you know, like 
I don't know, whatever your thing is, mine's Buffy and apparently Russian spies. But I tried to do it. I only was able to do it twice. It, there's a video of it somewhere. I think I have the video. My buddy Whitney, I think, has it too. But I've never been able to bring myself to watch it because I look back and I'm like, I remember. So I would act out. <laughs> I would act out. The two times, one time I did it in a coffee shop open mic. And then another time my buddy Whitney had a show before the pandemic called Robot Party. And I did it at Robot Party where I would, I would, I would say that part. And then I would lay out the scene. Like, my name is Natalia. And then I'd pick a guy in the audience and I would pretend he was my partner. And then I would like, I would talk about like the, the setting of the scene and I, I acted out and then I went and sat down and then I grunted on the chair for like four minutes, pretending I got shot and was pooping at the same time. And then I cried some like, Oh my God. I'm so, and I remember in the coffee shop when I was doing, it, I was a really new comedian at the time. I knew, I mean, I like three years in, maybe four. And I, I just remember looking up at the, co like the dead silent coffee shop. No one is laughing. Everyone's like, what the fuck is this girl doing? I'm literally on a chair sitting down grunting and acting like I got shot <laughs> and I'm pooping. And then I look up and like just the deadpan looks, everyone's like, like, what the fuck is she doing? And then I'd poop, I'd finish the poop and then I acted out wiping <laughs> and then I'd wipe and then I'd sit there for a while. Oh, I did it at another bar once too. I actually went home with a guy from that bar, which is questionable for him. Cause I bought like every time I've done it, I bombed every single time I've done it. I bombed. Oh, I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear if you do anything weird to help you. You know, if we, sometimes you're a little constipated. So you pretend you got shot. That's your poop scoop. That is your poop scoop. That is, I think that's this week's episode. Um, thanks for listening. I, I got everything up on YouTube. I did start a new uh, show I'm a content creator, whatever the fuck that means, on uh, the Stereo app. So if you download the Stereo app, a uh, great friend of mine, Kelsey Lane, she's a hilarious comedian and, you know, top six favorite people in the entire world. She's amazing. Um, she and I are going to do like a talk show. We may turn it into a podcast. We're still kind of working out the kinks. But yesterday was our first day. Uh, Conspiracies with Kelsey and Kim. So every Tuesday and Thursday, if you download the stereo app, it's free. You can just listen in. And and listening in, by the way, really helps us get um, paid. <laughs> like that's like the stereo app. Well, like since we're content creators, it'll look at how many listeners we have and it'll pay accordingly. So if you're curious about our, um, what's it called? Our uh, conspiracies. Tomorrow is my conspiracy. Kelsey, Kelsey presented people think that we're in a simulation. I think don't even, I mean, we're, uh, we'll put it up on YouTube somewhere and you can listen to it. Uh, don't get me started. I, I think people who think this is a simulation are unhappy with their lives. Even Elon Musk. Yes. Him too. I feel like that guy has accomplished everything. Like, I feel like he's just trying to fill a God's shape hole and he's like, all right, well now I have a lot of money. All right. Well now I have this. Now I have that. All right. I'm not happy still. Must be a simulation. I think everyone who thinks that uh, isn't happy in their lives and is disassociating. I don't know. But listen to the show. It's fun. Tomorrow I present my own conspiracy. Uh, Kelsey probably won't listen to this before then, so I'm going to tell you. I think my conspiracy, there's a conspiracy that John JonBenet Ramsey never died and is actually Katy Perry. Uh, or Paul McCartney died a long time ago, and then they put in a stand-in in height of the, the Beatlemania. So I'm not sure which one I'm going to do, but I'm gonna, mine's going to be more about uh, dead celebrities. Uh, so I'm, so tune into that. that. So it'll be really fun. Um, you can go to my website, too, kimcarl.com, and there will be there's information on it there. I can't remember what I was. Oh, yeah, so those are the things I'm up to. Um, follow me on everything, K-Y-M-K-R-A-L. Uh, yeah, DM me any of I, I still haven't looked at my DMs. Email me, kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. Um, any of your poop, poop, poop scoop stories, uh, your, your New Year's resolutions. Oh, my God, who's calling me right now? No. I declined that. Seattle. Oh, God. Um, did I order something on Amazon? That's usually what that is. No. I don't know. I, I have a, a Seattle situation that's happening right now that I that I will get into next week. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Uh, sorry that that was. Uh, I could probably edit that out, but I promise you, I'd never edit anything out. Um, so I guess uh, I guess um, yeah. Sorry. Now they're now. Yeah, it is. It is Amazon. So funny. Um, yeah. 
Jesus Christ, guys. Sorry, I got really distracted. Really, really distracted. Uh, yeah, follow me on everything. K-Y-M-K-R-A-L. Uh, if you get a second, please leave me a rating and a review. Damn it, I forgot to read the reviews. I'll try and do that again next week. I got to write that down. I keep forgetting about that. But um, if you get a second, it, it helps so much. It just helps boost the podcast and get more people out there. Um, leave a rating review. If you like it, share it. Uh, I'm also on YouTube now, so you can catch up on all episodes on YouTube or wherever you find podcasts. And... I think that's it. I hope everyone's having a happy and safe new year so far. Please, please, please be safe. It's really fucking scary out there right now. So just be safe, be kind to each other, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.